ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهجه محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار indeed the praise is for allah we praise him we seek his help and we seek his forgiveness we seek refuge with allah from the evils that are within ourselves and from our bad deeds whomsoever allah guides no one can lead this person astray and whomsoever allah leads astray then there is no guide for him I bear witness that none has the right to be worshiped except for Allah who was alone with our partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the servant of Allah and his last messenger to all of mankind. Oh you who believe fear Allah with the right that he should be feared with. and do not die unless you are muslims o mankind fear your lord who has created you from a single person and from that person created his mate and from them to scattered countless men and women and fear allah from who you demand your mutual rights and do not cut off the relations with the wombs that have bore you indeed allah is a watcher over you All you who believe fear Allah and say that which is correct in order that Allah may rectify for you your deeds and forgive you of your sins. 
Whomsoever obeys Allah and His Messenger has achieved a tremendous achievement. As to what follows, certainly the most truthful speech is the Book of Allah. And the best guidance is the guidance of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the most evil of the affairs are the newly invented matters in the religion. And every newly invented matter in the religion is innovation, and every innovation is going astray, and every going astray is in the hellfire. An Abi Hurairata radiyallahu an qala kana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqul Allahumma aslih li dini alladhi huwa ismatu amri وأصلح لي دنياي التي فيها معاشي وأصلح لي آخرتي التي فيها معادي واجعل الحياة زيادة لي في كل خير واجعل الموت راحة لي من كل شر رواه مسلم Abu Huraira radiallahu an, he mentioned that the messenger of Allah, he used to say, O oh Allah, rectify for me my religion, which is the protection of my affair, and rectify for me my worldly life, which is my sustenance in my worldly affair, and rectify for me my hereafter, which is my final abode and destination, and make the life of this world for me an increase in all good, and make death a means of ease and rest for me from all evil. And this narration is recorded in the Sahih of Imam Muslim. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that which he may dua with is the best dua that a person can make. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, الدُّعَا هُوَ الْعِبَادَةِ That supplicating to Allah, calling upon Allah, it is worship. And the best one to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Therefore, the best du'as that we have is that which we find authentically reported on the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The du'as of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they are better than that which one can come up with from himself. For the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was guided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to supplicate with the wordings that he supplicated with. So it's befitting for every Muslim that when he wants to make dua, let him turn to the Qur'an, let him turn to the sunnah, 
and make dua with the wordings that are found in the kitab and in the sunnah. And this is better for the believer. In this dua specifically, the Prophet ﷺ covered three important matters. The first matter, the affair of the deen. The second matter, the affair of this worldly life, the dunya. And the third matter, that which is connected to the akhirah. And this is from that which the Prophet ﷺ has been given, Jawamil Kalam, that no other Prophet was given. And that is the ability to speak with few words, but these few words have vast meanings. As this dua here concerns everything that is important for the believer. The first matter is the deen. As this is the most important matter in the life of the Muslim. So the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned, Allahumma aslih li deeni, alladhi huwa ismatu amri. O Allah, rectify for me my religion, which is the protection of my affair. My noble brothers and sisters in Islam, the Prophet ﷺ beginning with the deen is an indication that the most important affair in the life of the Muslim is his or her deen. Do not give precedence to anything over your practice of the deen of Allah al-Islam. This should be the greatest aspect of your life. Your religion, your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing should ever come before your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing should ever come before your relationship with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as it relates to following him. For the rectification of the deen, is through At-Tawheed Wal-Ittiba'ah. It is through the Islamic monotheism, and it is by way of following the Prophet ﷺ. For the corruption of a person's religion is the opposite, by way of Ash-Shirk Wal-Bid'ah. By way of worshipping other than Allah, this corrupts your religion. This corrupts your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and practicing newly invented matters in the religion that Allah did not send down any authority for. This corrupts the religion of the person because when he follows that which is newly invented in the religion, he's not following the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So in order for the person's religion to be rectified, and be upright, the person must be upon monotheism, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, and not making any partners for Allah, and not performing acts of worship with a hidden agenda, having a riyah, the minor or hidden shirk, where the person 
does acts of worship to be praised by the people. Or the person does acts of worship to attain something from the dunya. This is a corruption of a person's religion. And likewise, one must stay away from the newly invented matters. Whether it is in the actions, the speech, or in the belief. For that which the Prophet ﷺ, he brought to us, suffices us. We are not, we are not in need of a new religion. We are not in need of new practices. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He completed the deen by the sending of the Prophet ﷺ. And when a person, his deen is upright, then know that this is the protection for the individual in this life as well as in the hereafter. When you are worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, and when you are following the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this is your protection, O Muslim. This is your salvation. But the harm comes to us when we turn away from following the religion. When we take a path other than the path of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, now we subject ourselves to ruin and destruction and harm. In this life as well as in the hereafter. So understand that Islam is your protection in the dunya as well as in the akhirah. And the more you hold on to the practice of Islam, the kitab and the sunnah, the more you are protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he made dua that Allah rectify for him his deen which is the protection of his affair. The second matter mentioned, Allahumma aslih li dunyaya allati fiha ma'ashi O Allah, rectify for me my worldly affairs in which there is my livelihood. Alhamdulillah for the balance of Islam. We don't just focus upon our religion. Although it is the most important aspect of life, but we also focus upon our worldly life here and our livelihood. For we are in need of rectification in this affair. For without rectification in a person's worldly life, this can lead to corruption in your religious life. And likewise, without rectification in your religious life, it can lead to corruption in your worldly life. So we are in need of rectification in both our religious life as well as our worldly life. And know and understand, Barakallah Fikum, when your religious affairs are in order, this is a means of having your worldly affairs in order. Even if you're not a rich person. As Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, مَنْ عَمِلَ صَالِحًا مِنْ ذَكَرٍ أَوْ أُنْثَى وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنْ فَلَنُحْيِيَنَّهُ حَيَاةٌ طَيِّبًا وَلَنَجْزِيَنَّهُمْ أَجْرَهُمْ بِأَحْسَنِ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, whoever does good, 
Whether a male or a female in the person is a believer, he's established upon the religion. He has faith, he has good deeds. And this is whether the person is a male or a female. And this is a response to those who say that Islam is a religion that is male chauvinistic and the women are oppressed. Allah says here, male or female, both receive good. We will cause them to live a good life, not just the men. Are promised with living a good life, but also the women are promised with having a good life, provided that they believe and they do good, that they are established upon the deen. And indeed, we will reward them with their reward with the best of that which they used to do. This is a promise from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the believing men and the believing women who do good. That Allah will give you a good life in this world and He will reward you with the best of that which you used to do in the hereafter. So it is a must, barakallah fikum, that focus has to be placed upon one's worldly affairs along with the religious affairs, for they are connected with one another. The Prophet ﷺ. He lived a pleasant life as he was a man of righteousness. He was a man of integrity. He was a man who was devout and worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely. And if we do the same, we also can have a pleasant life and a good life. And a life where our souls are content. As this is the true richness. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he mentioned, لَيْسَ الْغِنَى أَنْ كَثْرَةَ الْعَرَضُ وَلَكِنْ الْغِنَى غِنَى النَّفْسِ That richness is not having an abundance of worldly possessions, but true richness is having a soul that is content. أَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا أَسْتَغْفُرُ Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salam ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursaleen Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in Amma ba'd The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he mentioned وَأَصْلِحْ لِي آخِرَةِ أَلَّتِي فِيهَا مَعَاشِي وَأَلَّتِي فِيهَا مَعَادِي And rectify for me my hereafter, which has within it my final abode and destination. This is a reminder that the life of this world is temporary and that one day we all will return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah azza wa jal, he mentioned, كُلُّ نَفْسٍ ذَائِكَةُ الْمَوْتِ ثُمَّ إِلَيْنَا تُرْجَعُونَ That every soul will taste death 
and then to us is your return. We must prepare ourselves for the meeting with Allah Azza wa Jal by doing good, by having iman, by staying away from disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger. As Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, وَمَنْ يَعْسِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَيَتَعَدَّ حُدُودَهُ يُدَخِلْهُ نَارًا خَالِدًا فِيهَا وَلَهُ عَذَابٌ مُهِينٌ Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, and who, whoever disobeys Allah and His Messenger, and he transgresses the boundaries set by Allah, Allah will enter him into the hellfire to abide. And he will have a disgraceful punishment therein. If we want to avoid being placed in the hellfire and avoid the disgraceful punishment, it is upon us to be obedient to Allah and His Messenger. It is upon us to adhere to the kitab and the sunnah. This is the way that we protect ourselves from being punished in the hereafter. Striving to die upon iman and upon righteousness. So making dua that Allah rectifies our hereafter, it also entails that you do good. It's not just a dua that you make and then you live your life as an evil person. It's more than a dua. You see that the Prophet ﷺ, he made dua, but along with his dua, he lived a righteous life. He didn't just make dua for rectification in the hereafter, but rather he lived his life in accordance to what Allah has legislated, showing that he was one who was concerned about his hereafter. My noble brothers and sisters, be concerned about your hereafter, not only by making dua for Jannah, and making dua that Allah protects you from the hellfire, but show concern for your akhirah by how you live, by making your prayers on time, by paying the zakat that you're supposed to pay on your wealth, by fasting in Ramadan, by making hajj and umrah, by being kind to your neighbors, by being kind to your wives and your husbands and your children and your family members and your parents. This is how we show concern for our akhirah. Not just by dua, but with actions also. The Prophet ﷺ, he asked Allah, وَجَعَلِ الْحَيَاةَ زِيَادَةً لِي فِي كُلِّ خَيْرٍ And make the life of this world an increase for me in every good. The ones who live a long life and they do good, these are the best of the people. As the Prophet ﷺ was asked, Ya Rasulullah, man khayrun nas? Fakala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, khayrun nas, man tala umruhu wa hasuna amaluhu. Okay, maqala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
The Prophet ﷺ was asked, O Messenger of Allah, who are the best of the people? The Prophet ﷺ, he stated that the best of the people is the one who lives a long life and his actions are good. Some people just make dua for a long life. They want to live longer so that they can enjoy this life. But if you are living a longer life with evil actions, then life is not good for you. Because the longer you live, the more evil you accumulate. So the best of the people are those who live a long life and they have good actions throughout their long life. So the longer they live, the more good they accumulate. And the Prophet ﷺ, he said, وَجْعَلِ الْمَوْتَ رَاحَةً لِمَنْ كُلِّ شَرٍ And make death for me a means of ease from every evil. And this is not the Prophet ﷺ asking or hoping for death. As we know that this matter is prohibited in the deen, as has come in the narration on the authority of Anas ibn Malik, radiyallahu an, qala qala rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, la yatamanna yanna ahadukumul mawt, li durrin asabahu, let not one of you wish or hope for death due to a harm that has afflicted him. فَإِنْ كَانَ لَبُدْ فَاعِلًا فَلْيَقُولَ اللَّهُمَّ أَحْيِنِي مَا كَانَتِ الْحَيَاءِ خَيْرًا لِي وَتَوَفَّنِي إِذَا كَانَتِ الْوَفَاءِ خَيْرًا لِي أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم So the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he mentioned Let not one of you wish for death due to some type of hardship or harm that has afflicted him. But if he must, then let him say, Oh Allah, give me life as long as living is good for me, or better for me. And give me death as long as death is better for me. This is the mannerisms that the Prophet ﷺ taught us. But as for the dua in the narration of Abi Huraira radiallahu an. This is not wishing for death. Rather, this is making dua, Oh Allah, make my death a means of ease and relaxation from the evils that's present in the life of the world. Because some people, when they die, it's not a raha. It's an adab that's waiting for them. When they die, it's not ease, tranquility, and relaxation waiting for them. Rather, when they die, punishment is waiting for them in the grave. Punishment. So we're asking Allah that when we die, to make our death a means of ease from the evils in this life. Meaning that we are now free from the struggles and the hardships that we went through in the life of this world. And we're going to relaxation and rest. Not leaving from one hardship to a greater hardship. For that's the life of some people. They leave the life of this world, which is a hardship for them, 
and then they're going into the barzakh, which is a greater hardship. And then Allah will resurrect them on the day of judgment, which will be even more of a greater hardship. This dua of the Prophet ﷺ is from the best of that which a person can supplicate with. So supplicate with this dua in your prayers when you are in sujood. When you're about to taslim, make it before the taslim. Supplicate with this dua in the last third of the night when you stand up to Allah Azza wa Jal. Supplicate with this dua between the adhan and the iqama. Supplicate with this dua during the times of rain. Supplicate with this dua between the adhan. Nah, between the adhan and iqama and between or afwan. Supplicate with this dua. During the times when the du'as are answered as have come in the text. As these are times when the du'as answered. The last third of the night. Between the adhan and the iqamah. When a person is making sujood, the du'as answered. Before the person taslims and he makes du'a, the du'as answered. On Wednesday, after Salatul Dhuhr, there is a narration which indicates that the du'as are answered at this time. The last third of the night when Allah descends to the lowest heavens, He answers the dua. These are the times that one should make the dua. The last hour on the day of Jumu'ah. After you pray Salatul Asr up until Maghrib. This is the time when the duas are answered. Supplicate with this dua. And other than it, from that which has come in the Quran and the Sunnah, which entails the best of this life as well as the hereafter. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to rectify for us our religion. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to rectify for us our worldly affairs. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to rectify for us our hereafter. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make the life of this world an increase of good. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make our death an ease from evil and hardship. أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك أقم الصلاة